Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcast. Talking about itty bitty podcast, podcast mini Monday. Very mini Monday, chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge, and I am Jordan. Guys, we have to jump straight into the news. It's the news time, and I'm telling you, our news today. Is all pretty dreamy. I was looking for a theme this morning and it just came to me. And the theme is dreamy. Okay. Mm. So uh, we'll I start. I think I know one of the items that's going to be in the news. <laughs> I think news. you absolutely know one of the items that will be in the news. Um, but first of all, uh, I think some of these, so the Emmy nominations are out. Emmy's 2020. And I think some of these shows are getting more nominations than they could have even dreamt. Uh, have y'all seen The Watchmen? Yes. I haven't so, watched it yet. No. It's really good. It is. And I did not think it would be as decorated as it is because I thought it was because of the way that critics and, and some people that were uh, not really fans of the comic book or had read the comic book, the graphic novel, actually, um, were talking about it. We're kind of like, it has nothing to do with the actual, you know, like, it, it, it didn't have the kind of hype that I thought it would, but then hype picked up. Anyways, it has 26 nominations. Wow. Watchmen has 26 Emmy nominations. And then we get, we follow by, and it's fun because it's almost every streaming platform has their like, they have number their champion. One. Yep. Can Good. you guess uh, who uh, Amazon Prime's number one is that's coming in with the most nominations? Hmm. I feel like it hmm. might be Maisel. You're 100% right. Marvelous okay. Mrs. Yep. Maisel has yeah. 20. Yeah, okay, Maisel, so Maisel makes most. sense to me. And then we have a Netflix and an HBO show that are tied at 18 right after that. Any oh, guesses there? A Netflix and an HBO show. I mean, tied HBO. At 18. Uh, wait, HBO, not Hulu. Right, not Hulu. Okay. So there's another HBO show. Is it Westworld? No. Succession, which oh, I Oh, yeah, see. yeah. yeah. And I haven't watched really it. Good. I need to watch it. I think a lot of Succession's nominations are very much writing and acting. 
Uh, it has such a good ensemble that they just about fill up all of the hmm. supporting and 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 lead acting uh, categories. Right. Uh, the Netflix series is Ozark. Has oh, 18 oh, nominations, okay. which I've never seen Ozark, and I guess it might be time. It's not like this is the first year that it's yeah. had a ton of Emmy noms. You know, it has I'll one tell of you, our, one of our three Holy Jasons in it. It, it has, has one of the three Holy Jasons. I'll tell you my my spicy Ozark take, which is we got about two thirds of the way through the second season and just completely stalled out and never went back because of how bored we were. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know. Here's the spicy take for me. The same thing happened with Fargo for me on Hulu. See, oh, that's, that's crazy. I love Fargo. Yeah. I, need, I haven't wild. watched Fargo. Different um, strokes. And th- another show, it's not a Netflix original. Um, it's a Canadian show, but Schitt's Creek has quite a few nominations for a comedy. Uh, that, I that's think- what was coming up. Yeah, it has 15. So Schitt's Creek has 15 nominations. I and- didn't realize that was Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Same universe as Letterkenny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just sort okay. of... Cool. They Do take you know place in the Canuckiverse. <laughs> Do you know it's a, like uh, on behalf of what channel? It's getting uh, these nominations. Isn't it pop? Pop TV, right? Yeah. Like this is like the show that made us. Like, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, pop TV. I only know that because every episode of the show on Netflix starts with some lady being like, a pop original series. Right. Uh, SNL also has 15 nominations. Hmm. And then uh, Disney Plus Mando? with The Mandalorian yeah. has 15. That is surprising to me for The Mandalorian. Why does that surprise you? It's great. It's a little. It feels a little more popcorny. Than it's it's what, kitschy, right? Like it's yeah. It's like, than what typically gets nominated for Emmys. Like Mandalorian was great, but it is not like what I wouldn't put it up in the same quality level as you know some of these other shows that are just crushing the nominations. Yeah, yep. yeah. And, I, in I terms don't know that, that I would either. In terms of that crushing the nominations, um, I do just want to go through some of the Shit's Creek nominations because I know that we uh, all love that show here on this podcast. Uh, Eugene Levy, outstanding lead actor. Natch. Um, for Schitt's Creek. Uh, outstanding lead actress. Catherine, Catherine, O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Dude, I absolutely think she can win, win that. I really oh, hope she does. spectacular. Her character is... Mm-hmm. Moira is one of the most interesting, funny... I can't think of many other characters on TV that I laugh without them saying anything. Right. I laugh every time because I'm just I, anticipating... What I she's can't say. even take a swing at her, her speaking voice. Nope. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we have Annie Murphy. Yes. Uh, nominated supporting actress in a comedy series. It's weird supporting- that she is supporting, like that she's considered supporting. That's interesting to me. Right. It is she's, interesting. She's a lead in my opinion. Uh-huh. And then Dan Levy for uh, supporting actor in a comedy series. So we okay. have the entire uh, family has been nominated. And I, I really, I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, continuing with our dream sequence, this one is what uh, dream, dream, dream yes. are made of. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yep. There's going to be on Netflix, a shark boy and lava girl sequel on Netflix. Yes. Robert Rodriguez is back. It's going to be called, <laughs> it's going to be called we can be heroes. Uh, so the movie focuses on the kids of the superheroes. Uh, so Lava Girl and Shark Boy, he's revealing that like they're going to make an appearance. So really, it's going to be more about their kids. It's the epitome of the movie sequel that absolutely no one has asked for. I'm reading this yep. article on People.com, 
And it says, the movie features 11 young superheroes, and Sharkboy and Lava Girl's daughter has to figure out how to merge the opposing powers she got from her parents. Because, obviously, what do we all know is the opposite of lava? Sharks. 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 Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. just going to make... <laughs> she's just going to make rocks. I think I, uh, she's going to shoot lava and cool it down <laughs> and make rocks. I read about this when uh, when the news first broke, and I think it was like a... I don't know if it was a typo in the article or what I was reading, but the, the there was a sentence. I've got it that, for you. I know exactly this reporter what you're wrote, say. Uh, That was like, some reports are even saying that Lava Girl will have a speaking role. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it says, quote, it says, quote, shark. This is the people, uh, the people article. Shark Boy and Lava Girl show up as, a, as superhero parents who now have a daughter who has shark and lava powers. So well, you Rodriguez, know how silent she was the whole first. Right. Rodriguez did not talk. The uh, recently revealed, according to Collider, the director later clarified the only speaking role is for Lava Girl. Huh? Wait, the only speaking role in the whole movie? It says it's unclear if Taylor Lautner will return to his role as Shark Boy, but Taylor Dooley will feature again as Lava Girl. So maybe they mean as parents. Maybe the only parent who gets to talk is like, maybe we just like, they can't get Taylor. So we show the back of somebody's head and we're like, there goes shark boy. He's off to shark work. Yep. We'll also have shark work. We'll also have man, (laughs) shark man and lava woman. There goes shark adult. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, He's just Priyanka. Priyanka Chopra Jonas is going to be in this movie and Pedro Pascal. Dude, stop. So Pedro needs a better a better agent because for every Prince Oberon, for every Mandalorian, we've got a weird appearance in Wonder Woman 84. And it sounds like we've got him in the Here's fantabulous the misadventures of grown shark boy. <laughs> we didn't get to review Wonder Woman together. And so that is not a collective opinion that that is a bad. No, no, no. Movie. He's in Wonder Woman 84. I know. He's not in the first one. I know. I don't think y'all like the first one. I, no, right? I don't. I, do. I don't like the first one. Okay, I do. Uh, and I'm actually kind of excited about his role, even though it, it does look completely random. Uh, speaking of Wonder Woman 1984, so uh, the United States is kind of getting a uh, slap on, on the hand here because uh, Tenet is still coming out yeah. yep. internationally. But because we uh, made mistakes in the pandemic. Bungled. bungled. We bungled because we Because we bungled it. Uh, we Beefed. don't get to see it when everybody else does. Good. Um, Good. Which also means this. this just came out that uh, not only, yes, there's going to be a new like Wonder Woman 1984 trailer during Tenet. There's also very highly rumored to be the first full Dune trailer oh. yeah. during Tenet, which which that that's going to release worldwide. Like I right. think that's going to be we know that's going to be online and all that kind of stuff. But um, this being today being August 3rd. By the end of next week, we could very likely have a Dune trailer. Wow. Guys, I'm going to plant my flag in this. Dune is not coming out this year. I don't think so either. You don't think it'll come I feel, out? I feel that there is no way that movie releases in December. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so either. They definitely want to make that box office money for sure. Because especially with the hype uh, and the gravitas of saying like it's going to be a Star Wars level type film, you got to think this is they're shooting for a billion, right? Are, are, are we going to be surprised if... Like if Dune came out during a regular year, would you be surprised if it made a billion dollars? Yes, I would be shocked if it made. Is it, it because be, it's yeah. a little too niche? Yeah. You think? Well, and just historically, Denis Villeneuve's movies do not perform well in the box office. They get 
heaped with praise. But and that's why he thing. keeps getting movies. You know what I think this sounds? I'm I'm going to make a prediction today. I think Dune's going to make a billion dollars. Because I, I remember so. a director we recently did a series about that people saw Memento. Uh, and then they saw like, honestly, even in Inception was one of its first blockbusters. But then he like dipped into Batman. And they're like, huh. Well, yep. we'll see. But I guess is ba- Batman's a bigger story than Dune is. But regardless, I it's think... It's a more famous I, story. I think it's going to get a billion dollars. I think the cast so. is too... This recipe is too perfect. I think it's just going to be really, really good. And alongside people talking about like, there's going to be like travel binging, like there's going to be revenge travel. Like once everything is finally <laughs> lifted and the world is a little bit back to normal, everybody who missed all these great trips is going to do something called revenge travel. And they think that's going to boost the economy back Take up. Take all those trips at one time. Take all those trips at one time. Uh, I know for myself, there's going to be some revenge theater experience yeah, for me. Say, I'm going to watch some revenge movie theaters. 100%. <clears throat> Just so I think the same would happen. But I'll, I'll predict today <laughs> today on this August 30 that I think I think Dune's going to make a billion dollars. Mm, I hope um, so. I have in, in this next, this is, so we're, we're still kind of in the dream. We're kind of in the dream right now because I want to stick yeah. with that theme. Yeah. But we are going to play a little bit of Rank You Very Much. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But Ooh. in this Rank You Very Much, I'm going to offer y'all some box office ball money. Okay, so I have a list here of 10, uh, 10 of the best movie couples of all time. So we're reviewing La La Land tomorrow, and I do love uh, our couple in La La Land, but they're not on this. They're not on this list. It could be because La La Land is just too recent of a movie to be on this list. But I do have a top 10 best movie couples of all time. Let me give you a little bit of the description. Uh, It talks about everybody remembers their first love, but we'll also never forget the iconic love stories we learned about from some of the best movie couples in history. And then it kind of starts talking about Mm. uh, specific scenes that we remember from these famous movie couples. Uh, And then it it kind of gives some more hints there. So I'm not going to read the rest of that, but these are considered the best movie couples of all time, according to uh, an entertainment TV and film uh, website called Mary Claire in the UK. This was the best one. This was the one that didn't feel like it had too many that were out of left field. Who wrote this? Sometimes or, uh, we'll read these lists. When was this written? This was written. Uh, it's one of the more recent ones too. April 1st, 2020. Okay. At, oh, is it uh, a joke? Is it all a joke? Are we about to be played for April <laughs> oh, Fool's? Oh, shoot. I didn't think of that. It's, I don't think it's a joke. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have you guys go back and forth. We'll have to decide who gets to go first. Uh, you'll get three strikes, okay? So you'll you'll kind of uh, tennis style, like, hey, okay, Doge is going to guess one. If he gets it right, awesome. Jordan gets to go next. If he gets it wrong, that's a strike. We're going back to Doge. So now Doge gets to go. Uh, and we're not going to do it until we can guess all 10. We're just going to do it until one of you uh, guesses incorrectly three times. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. And our winner of this, whoever guesses the most couples correctly, uh, will get $5 million in their box office ball uh, purse. All right. Which might Five be all you million. get. It could be all you... This could win box office ball this year. Um, how are we going to decide who goes first? Who's older? I am. Whose birthday is closest to today, though? See, Me. this is going to be impossible. The what if, the, what if the, like, the next 30 minutes are us just trying to decide <laughs> um, who goes first? Okay, I'm picking a number. <clears throat> Uh, between one and four, and y'all get to guess. A number between one and four. Whoever's closest goes first. Three. 
Two. The number was two. Doge goes first. Doge, you got a guess for us on any of these best movie couples of all time? Here is the deal. I have never seen the movie, but I I know that... Well, okay. If I say the name of a movie and say the the couple from that movie... Yeah, I'm not going to know everybody's names. Yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Dirty Dancing. That is number four. Baby and Johnny of Dirty Dancing. Yeah. So my turn? Yep. It's got to be The Notebook. Has to be. Yeah. The Notebook is number eight. Mm -hmm. Allie and Noah. Number eight. Doge? There's only one on this list that surprised me, I'll tell you. And I would be surprised if y'all get it. But all the others should should be doable. Ooh, how many how many entries are on this list? Ten? Ten. Yeah, oh, and y'all gosh. have two of them already. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Are Han and Leia on this list? I'm trying to get a feel for this list to see if it's if it's <laughs> solely romance movies or if we're going to expand it a little bit. Are, is that your guess? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. We are not expanding outside of, of, That's help, of romance. Those are helpful bumpers on the side yep. of this yep. bowling Strike. lane. Strike Un. Mm-hmm. Jordan with a chance to take the lead. Uh, Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose are the number one. Yeah. For wow. Titanic. Yeah. Santa Claus is Mrs. Claus. Santa Claus too. Lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> Reed and Sue Storm from Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um, <laughs> so random. <laughs> Justin and Kelly from, from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> what if? Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson. Lock it in. Man, I had I had a guess and it just left my head. Hang oh, on. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so y'all have each had two guesses already. So I'll go ahead and give uh, just a, the tiniest hint. There's there's uh, the oldest one is from the 1940s. Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. In Pride and Prejudice? Yes, sir. That's a strike two. Oh, a man. That was going to be one of my guesses. Okay. I got to reevaluate. Well, some do things. one of mine then so I can know if it's right. <laughs> hmm. Do we want to do five strikes? Three. Everybody does three strikes. There's only 10 options. Yeah, let's do three strikes. Three strikes. I'm, I'm going to get there quick. Wait, no, you said let's do five, right? You want to do no, five or let's three? Do, let's do three. So three. So one more guess wrong and, and you lose. Uh, what about uh, Ferris and uh, what's her name from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Sloan. Sloan. That is also not on the list. Okay. So is that your first strike, Jordan? Yeah. Okay. Doge has two. Uh, he needs to to stay in the game. He's got to get one of these. What about Ferris and Cameron, though? <laughs> mm. uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan in Sleepless in Seattle. Nice. Very good guess. Strike three. Whoa. Goodness gracious. This list. Strike three. Wow. What the heck? Jordan, do you want to see if you can try and streak through and get some more of them with just um, your one strike? I can try. I'm not super confident, but I can give it a shot. Um... Let me think. Edward Abella, obviously. Bella Jacob. <laughs> Jacob Bernesme. There's three right there. <laughs> three romances and four people. <laughs> I wonder if there is something like It's a Wonderful Life in there. What okay. kind of relationship would that be? Mary? Yeah, Mary and... Uh, it, it's between Jimmy Stewart and the moon. Right, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart and Mary. That's a strike. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think... <laughs> I'm trying to not do that one Jimmy Stewart impression that we always do on right. the show. <laughs> what do you want, the moon? <laughs> I refuse to believe that Meg Ryan's not on here, though. Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal, what are they? Uh, you, uh, is that You've Got Mail? No, what is that? When Harry Met Sally, are they in there? Number five. Okay, yeah. 
So you've got three. You still have one more strike. Let's see how far you can get. Shrek and Fiona lock it in, Ted. Mm-mm-mm. Strike three. <laughs> so number 10, uh, we have Sandy and Danny from Greece. Oh, uh, yeah. Olivia John and John Travolta. Dirty Dancing being on this list should have been a huge uh-huh. flashing this is the one, arrow pointing to Greece. And it's because it's crazy. I haven't seen this movie, but Slumdog Millionaire, the romance from that. So Latika and Jamal. Really? Yeah, that was in the top 10. Uh, we had Notebook at eight. At seven, we have Molly and Sam from Ghost. Oh, Patrick okay. Swayze. Dude, and this Demi is Moore. a weird yeah. list. I tried to hint that it's scenes that people remember. Yeah, yeah. That's why no, that's you're hard. right. You're right. I gave you all that hint at the beginning. Then you have Pretty Woman, Vivian, uh, yeah. Vivian and Edward, Richard Gere yeah. and, and Julia Roberts. Number five was Harry Met Sally. Number four was Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze with two entries on the list. Number Double three ways. is Ennis and Jack from Brokeback Mountain. Okay. okay. And then number two was uh, Ilsa and Rick from Casablanca. That's our 1940s. Mm -hmm. uh, here's looking at you, kid, entry. So that was Rank You Very Much. We have Jordan with the win and the lead in box office ball for this year. at box five season three. Five million dollars. It feels weird five to say million. season three, doesn't it? it sure does. Makes that's me feel old. I'm an that's old boy. completely <laughs> bizarre. And well, it's because the first time we played, we played for an entire year and a full yeah. calendar year. That's why and this calendar year has lasted about three full calendar years. And also two days. I keep remembering stuff that I did in like February and being like, gosh, that was probably like 2017, 2015. <laughs> uh, before before uh, we end this episode, Doge, I was wondering, you walked in with something different on the Zoom yeah, call today. It's a big, it's a big, big box that with I've lots and lots on. of room. Dude, Here I was go. Carter. Ready? <laughs> Here's the box. <laughs> That's a big heavy box. Did you, you guys want to put it down? Yes, you poop. Yeah, it's a big. What? Was that you pooping? Heavy Dosh. box. I need to uh, know. What's in the what's, what's what's in the box? What's in the what's box? It's questions from our good friends on Instagram. Yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled. If you follow us on Instagram, every now and then on Thursdays, the day before we record, we're going to ask you if you have some questions, or maybe Wednesdays if we remember to do it early enough. <laughs> maybe. Give us some questions. Here's some questions. Our first question comes to us from Seth. And Seth says, what's your favorite thing to happen since March? Seth doesn't <laughs> include this context, but I'm assuming the context is everything that's going on and how it seems to be growing more unpleasant by the day. But what's your favorite thing that's happened since March? <laughs> Honestly, and this isn't only a plug. It's clearly a plug, but it's not only here for a plug. But having Katie on the podcast um, has been a lot of fun and actually gives me something extra to look forward to. I always look forward to having two chunks uh, and that that didn't stop or slow down. But I think adding something to the mix has been really exciting for me. Yeah, I think in this, uh, in these uncertain times, as every ad and corporation, there's one voice out, that you turn to for your podcasts Chase Bank. I think that. Uh, this has been a really interesting time for Callie and I to just like dive deep into like TVs, movies, game. Like we just have had so much time to just be like, let's watch that thing we thought we were going to watch a while ago and then never quite got around to because we didn't know if we were super interested. And that's led to us discovering gems that we have really loved and just a lot of like quality time together. So I think that's probably my easy front runner for best thing to happen since yeah. quarantine. 
That's awesome. Uh, Sorry, since for March. Yeah, for me, it's something that began uh, in the Venn diagram period of still remembering the before times and not quite knowing how to live in the right now times. Uh, but I started seeing a counselor like the second week of all of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, you've if you've listened to our show for a while, you've definitely heard us talk about this. But like, I now feel like I know so much more about myself and have tools. To, like, I feel like if I had the tools that I have now to handle this weird situation back when things seemed less weird. Yeah. I probably like could have gone to the moon or something. I don't know. I could have been incredible. But... <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? You missed it. What are you going to do? never be great. Appreciate that share. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next question comes from Adam. Uh, and you, you guys are book boys, right? We, that's something that we all share. We do love books and uh, yeah. know how to read them. Is this from Adam Stout? And this is not from Adam. Oh. This is a different, different Adam. Not the like, real Adam. I, yeah, I was like, that's a book question. I didn't think he could read. This fake Adam. <laughs> the pseudo Adam asks, what is one book series you wish would be made into a movie or TV series? So I don't have a series. Can I just okay. have it? Can I have it just be a book? Yeah. Um, it has had, it has never had a literal book to screen adaptation, but I love the short story, The Most Dangerous Game. Dude, that's a great option. Yeah. And that should just be made into a movie. Can yeah. it start like J.K. Make- Simmons? Sure. Because I feel like that would be perfect. He'd be the great hunter type character yeah. uh, or like uh, Daniel Day-Lewis as the villain or yeah. Gary Oldman as the villain, anybody like that. And it's it's there for you. It's such an interesting... But that concept is everywhere. Uh, right. But just uh, that story alone, though, is so I think cool. just do that story. Just do it up real good. In that same vein, this is not my answer, but in that same vein, the Velt is a really I don't know about the Velt yeah. weird story. You should look it up. It's very interesting. Um, it's like it's kind of grim sci-fi. It's very unique. Cool. Um, but I remember liking that one a lot. Um, my answer is Harry Potter. I just think that <laughs> more people need to hear that story, dude. No, look, I hate my answer. I hate that I my answer, answer is my already. answer. It bums me out that I'm going to say this, but I need to say it. It has to be said. The Aragon movie sucked and the books are pretty good. And I feel like you want to it redo? could be a cool movie. I really do. Yeah. I feel like it could be awesome if they do it right. If, 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 okay. If I was to actually go series, fantasy series, I do love Terry Pratchett. And yeah. so there hasn't really been many Get movies of World. his stuff. I think, yeah. I think that was an easy TV series to do like Discworld type stories. So many fun characters. Yeah, I think uh, I didn't I haven't thought all the way through this and I admittedly haven't read the third book in this series yet, but I'm like continually blown away by the Remembrance of Earth's Past trilogy it begins with the three body problem. I think I talked about that book uh, in our arrival episode. Uh, these are novels that won uh, basically the Chinese equivalent of the Hugo, uh, okay. which is a, a science fiction award. Yeah. But they're Super good hard sci-fi, and I feel like we don't have a ton of hard sci-fi, but I would love that. Yeah. Do you think some shows are afraid of hard sci-fi because oh, of the time. success of Star Trek? And yeah, yeah, because when, when we soften the edges, it turns it a little bit more into fantasy and space, right? It's right. It's King King Arthur in a rocket ship rather than hard sci-fi, right? right. Yeah, but then you've That's got mov- these movies like. <clears throat> Ex Machina and Annihilation and Blade Runner that just kind of go okay, for it. Okay, here's another one. The the Area X trilogy then from Jeff Vandermeer. Because those are real good. And Annihilation was not really 
the book Annihilation? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because Annihilation, I read the book before I watched the movie, and I love them both, but they're basically not the same thing. Like, yeah. th- there's yeah. some similarities, but they're basically two different things. Yeah. Those books are great, though. <clears throat> awesome. That's a great question. Very good. Let's do a couple more. Ooh. This question comes to us from Nifum Dutz. That's an Instagram user. Nifum <laughs> underscore Dutz. And, and Nifum Dutz asks, if you had to choose between worms for hair or tongues for toes, which would you choose? Oh, no. Would you, rather, is, <clears throat> would you rather taste everything you step on or have squirmy, wormy locks? Oh, no. So I'm going with tongues for toes. And here's why. Oh, no. I can control what the inside of my shoe tastes like more than I can control having worms for hair and not but throwing do you up 24 7. I mean, is it like a Medusa thing where like she controls her snakes on I her d- head? I doubt it. <clears throat> but even if it is, I'm just saying I can melt a Jolly Rancher in my socks easier oh. than I can not throw up 24 <laughs> 7 from having worms on my head. I can't but do you, worms on my head. But a sweaty Jolly Rancher in your shoe? Yeah, I'd still rather do that. Yeah. I can control I my sock taste. I don't think I could do worms for hair. <clears throat> I'm going to have to do tongues for toes as well. Yeah. I think I am too, just because worms, <laughs> worms for hair. After all the shade you just threw. Worms for hair is the most unpalatable idea for me. Even snakes is better than worms. Here's all I can think with- of is combing my hair and them just ripping. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with tongues, tongues ah. for toes, <laughs> tongues for toes. I I am going to go find a job uh, at an old winery, and I'm just going to squish them grape grapes. Stomp, yeah, I'm just grape stomping. Mm-hmm. I'm just grape stomping. Mm-hmm. I'll become a the best sommelier of all time because I'll have <laughs> been there from the start. Gross. Next question comes to us from Lukey. There, Lukey. There asks, "What is your all time favorite movie going experience?" In a time when we can't go to the the theater, let's remember fondly the halcyon days of yesteryear when we could go to a movie theater. What's your favorite movie theater experience? Ooh, I have I have two separate answers for this. This is good. I'm actually glad this question got asked because I remembered this. I tweeted about this and it came up on my time hop this morning, which is weird. I saw Inception the night it came out at midnight. Mm-hmm. And woke up the next morning, called a friend, turned around, and just went back the next morning. Like, just immediate. It's the only time in my life I've ever in a, seen a movie in a theater that close together. Like, I left the theater and maybe eight hours later was sitting in the theater to watch the movie again. And just how much I loved Inception when it first came out is a really great experience. My other great experience is... Uh, actually, when I saw the SpongeBob SquarePants movie in theaters with my mom, and at the end of the movie, when he sings the Goofy Goober song, I laughed so hard that I fell out of my chair and couldn't get up <laughs> off the ground. Like, is the kind of laugh? Goofy Goober. It's the kind of laugh where you're like dry heaving because you can't get it under control. <laughs> and my amazing. mom, we were like the only ones in the theater, and my mom was like. Are you okay? Because I had literally <laughs> fallen forward out of the chair. I was like on all fours on the floor, like gasping for air because I could so not funny. breathe. And uh, <laughs> I think about that a lot. I, this is not my answer, but I'll tell you the worst movie experience I had. Jordan, your, your Inception double dipping reminded me of this. When 
And here we go. The second time I'm referencing this movie in this episode, when Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer <laughs> came out, uh, I had a friend over to spend the night on a, on a Friday night. And then th- we were also both invited to a birthday party on Saturday afternoon. Um, uh, we, we hung out on Friday night, spent the night. We woke up and we were like, let's go see a movie. No. So we went to see Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> And then we went to the birthday party and they were like, guys, we're watching a movie. And we saw Fantastic <laughs> Four Rise of the Silver Surfer in theaters twice on the same day. Oh, man. Oh, no. That is rough. Which was viewing rough. was the better viewing? Had to be one. H- had to be number one. I think, honestly, I think it was number two because I knew what I was getting myself into. Amazing. <laughs> because number one is when you get all the disappointment out of the way. And number two is when you're like, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. It is what That's it like is. the second bite of a bad sandwich. Just living with it. Your heart's That's not the broken. the second bite of a bad sandwich. That's good. Um, the, the most impactful, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a couple as well, but the most impactful uh, movie theater experience was my very first movie in theaters, which was Lion King. Uh, I saw Lion King in theaters, and I remember the stampede of the wildebeests like shaking my tiny heart and mind, <laughs> and then getting up on my chair and just wailing like, no, like why? No, like Mufasa died. Like that movie put me through so many emotions at a young age when (laughs) maybe it was a little too early to feel all of these deep, deep emotions, but I did. Uh, And maybe that's what made me the person I am today. Carter, we can't judge the the feelings. Maybe that's why I'm a two on the Enneagram because I saw Lion King (laughs) when I was like six years old in theaters. Um, My most memorable uh, theater experience was just this perfect storm of seeing a trailer for a movie. I was in college, seeing a trailer for a movie and being like, I think that's going to be a grade A stinker. I think it's going to be a high budget, bad movie. And it so happened that everybody that I asked to come with me came and more. So it was me and literally about a dozen of my friends <laughs> walk into the front row of the movie called Daybreakers. That had Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. Dude, I don't even remember that. And I've never even heard of this. And the actor uh, from who plays uh, <clears throat> the lead in Jurassic Park. Um, Sam Neill? Sam Neill. Yeah. All of them are in this movie. Okay. And Daybreakers, there's a scene in Daybreakers. Okay. The whole point is it's like modern day vampires, but Willem Dafoe has an excellent line. I'm not going to give it word for word because I do want to encourage people to go see it. Willem Dafoe has an excellent line about calling vampires fried chicken. Um, but Good. there is a scene near the Great. end that they find Great. out that the, the serum for vampirism is actually to have uh, – a vampire's blood infused back into uh, vampires because that then makes them human. But then it becomes like this roundabout kind of thing that's like, but yeah, but if you get bit again, you're a vampire again. So we have these two vampire people, like it's like a vampire SWAT team, if, if I can remember, and then like vampire killers fighting each other. But it's just, it's like if it, if it didn't have to, it would never end. Because they keep becoming vampires and then not being vampires anymore, and then becoming vampires and not vampires anymore. In That's a slow, wonderful. are they like shooting them with bullets scene. full of vampire blood? Yep. So here, wait, is, what? Really? Yes. Uh huh. So here is the uh, the moment that's most memorable to me. <laughs> wait, that's not reason, the moment. Well, no, 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 not the movie moment. So here, take yourself oh, out of the movie now. Okay, and we're in okay. the theater. This row of thirteen 
men, right? This row of 13 college age boys seem to be the only ones that think this is ridiculous in a packed theater. And we are thought of as the rudest (laughs) in the entire theater because we're in the front row laughing so hard. Everybody, because you have the moments like as it's happening, like this is the climax of the movie that we're like looking at each other. And then one of us just is like, (laughs) like just starts laughing. And then everyone else is like, yeah, dude, this sucks. So, but we almost got kicked out. People were so mad at us. Like people were yelling from like the back. We're like, come on, man. Like, like we were ruining the climax of the movie. I I need at least the two of you, Adam, I think you should do it too. I need y'all to see Daybreakers soon. Yes. And I need you to tell me what you think. But imagine seeing that with 12 of your closest friends in the movie theaters. Um, It is a trip. Because I I knew it was going to be bad too because it was in the middle of vampire... Like everybody's high on vampires. Like it's twilight. Like it's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, let's do this. Nope. Dude, I still, I still really would love a super traditional modern day vampire story of like, you know, follow all the rules. Can't go, um, can't go into buildings unless invited in. Can't go out in the What's sunlight. What's the Stephen King vampire book? Salem's from Lot. You, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Let's get a Salem's Lot going. Yeah, give me familiars. Give While yeah, Stephen I King's real hot, let's get Salem's <laughs> Lot going. Uh, mine, uh, I've got three moments. And each of these moments is characterized by, I didn't know movies could be like this. And the first one was 2004. I saw Monsters Incorporated in theaters with my oh, mom man. and was just blown away. I was yeah. like, I did not know animated movies could be like this. Uh, in 2009... Uh, when I saw The Dark Knight in theaters and thought, man, I did not know Super 2008, could I believe. be like this. Was it 2008? Really? I think so. I think so. I'll oh, then, check. yeah, that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> no, it was The Dark Knight. And then uh, I think most recently was the portal scene in Avengers Endgame. Oh, man. Uh, when I was just like, I did not realize that you could. And and admittedly, like narratively, there are, there are flaws and, and gaps with the conclusion of Endgame, but just the fact that we have this culmination of 10 years of storytelling, beginning with the portal scene and really ending with the credits is something that I don't know will ever be replicated, but that was amazing to me. Yeah. Um, I think before we end the episode, I do want to, there was a moment that we all shared together and it was during Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Yes. And it was in the middle, it was in the heat of box office ball season. And up until a certain point, Doge thought he's not getting any money from this movie. And we're watching this movie. And from the start, Jordan and I are like, oh, yeah, billion dollars in our pockets. And then <laughs> lo and behold, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds shows, up, shows up, who was on Doge's box office ball <laughs> team. And I remember, I think it hit Jordan and I first. I think Doge, it didn't even like. Is oh, that yeah. how it happened? Yes. Because yeah, I yeah. we were looking like, at each other like, how your, did he just do this? Because <laughs> the possibility was already closed off to me. Right. It was, it was already the, in second, the, credits. Yeah. the second bite of a sad sandwich where I was like, okay, I know what's happening. I'm not going to get this. And then I was like, oh, Ryan Reynolds is in this movie. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is in this movie. <laughs> so random. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So to end this episode, uh, I want us to uh, go ahead and give your name again. For the people that have no idea what's going on, okay, give me give me your name and uh, say that we're going to go. Uh, we're going to watch the stream of uh, We Can Be Heroes together, the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie. Maybe we have a Ryan Reynolds moment. 
not necessarily box office ball uh, centric, but like we've got a moment that we're like, oh, they're in this movie. Give me who's that person that would blow your mind to be in the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel. Okay. I'm Carter. And I'm trying to think of someone that is just you would not think at all would be in this. At first, I thought Dame Julie Andrews, but <laughs> I think she does enough like little Disney type things that I would be like, okay, quite a pull, quite a pull here. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say, <sighs> I have a lot in mind. We start to get this like two chunks hive mind that I feel yeah. like we think the <laughs> We're same on think things. We're the same I, person, I guarantee. And I, I feel like someone's in there. Okay. Can we can we go ahead and say nobody says Vin Diesel? Yeah, that, uh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm okay. going to say if a, a man who has claimed he's never doing another film, one of the most decorated actors of all time, if Daniel Day-Lewis I was, okay. chose... <laughs> sorry. If Daniel Day-Lewis chose to come back, I started saying all these things leading up to Daniel Day-Lewis and Jordan is shaking his head right after we say we're probably going to say the same thing. If, uh, if DDL was in this movie... <laughs> it would break the world. But as Daniel Plainview. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the kids were like, I don't know how to use my powers. And he was like, I do. I reach all the way across the room. <laughs> I have, I am Doge and I have cracked it. And if this exact scenario does not happen in this movie, it's a trash movie for trash people. <laughs> In We Can Be Heroes, we will get a scene with the kids at hero school, and their teacher is going to be named Señor Espada, which is Mr. Sword in Spanish, and he will be played by Danny Trejo. And if Mm. he's not, Mm -hmm. then Robert Rodriguez dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. that's good stuff. No electricidad? No Espada? It's got to be Señor Espada, by the way, because Danny Trejo's characters are always named after knives, and what is a sword if not a long, long knife? I feel like just most of his characters are just machete. Yeah. <laughs> we've got uh, we got machete. We've got Razor Charlie. We got Navajas and Cuchillo. Are those last two also knives? Yeah, folding knife and knife. Oh, there you go. In Spanish, easy. Um, he's got some random Swiss character. <laughs> played, he played David Bowie that one time. <laughs> David Bowie. I wonder what he's got next. He's got that Bowie. We can be Bowie knife. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm Jordan and is wait a second. Is that me? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.